Do you have me? The Dr. Bly Podcast, coming in three, two, one. Zero. You have unlocked more intel. Okay, I have Dr. Bly on the line for you. The Dr. Bly Podcast, the big guy is with us. How are you, my friend? I am good, man. I'm still alive. That's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching all the craziness around me, so... Yes. You know, I think it's time for us to get a little rowdy. That's right. We got to get a little rowdy, baby. I am with you. I think of you all the time when I see something that makes me uh, kind of tilt my head. You know, like a dog. When a dog sees something they don't understand, they're kind of like, hmm. You know, when I'm watching the mainstream corporate news or something on Hunter Biden, I think I think Dr. Bly. Dr. Bly is probably going nuts right well, now. Every time we get together, we just kind of start going off and... <laughs> tangents like I'm like and I go home and my wife is like now what were you talking about <laughs> yeah tell me what the show was about honey um yeah and then she's like really <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to hear it she's gonna have to hear it to know she's gonna yeah Get I keep, I'll be sending them to her and she listens to them and she's like good oh my god this is not all medical is it like, no, we do talk a little politics that's right. We can veer off, which is uh, we can veer off. some of my favorite, favorite stuff. But you said it medical. Let's start there. Uh, we have not talked about kind of the admission of the CDC and others of errors that you've been talking about for yeah. two years. But, you know, what, what the errors are like, the whole thing was an error. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, we knew the vaccine wasn't going to work. And we, yeah, we kind of knew the mask wasn't going to work. We kind of knew, you know, Burke's come down. She's, yeah, we kind of knew that, you know, the whole, yeah. you know, shutting down the society is not going to work. <laughs> and it's like, so everything's kind of been a lie. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. What was the point of, I mean, gosh, of the point we've talked it over and over again, the point of the vaccine and all that. But what was the point of coming out now, do you think, uh, and admitting I that? No. Mm -hmm. That surprised me because, you know, one of the first things she came out and said, well, we kind of knew early on that vaccines weren't going to work. Yes. Let me find but her we're name. Still, we're still pushing them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now they have, they have you know, a, the new one coming out. It's for this, you know, B, B5 virus yes. that you know, is coming out. And some of the people I know are saying this one may be, eh a little bit worse than the B4 or 5 or whatever they just had, you know, maybe kind of, mm. you know, similar to kind of what we saw early on in COVID when it was a little more lethal. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping they're wrong about it. I but what's too. interesting is they're letting, you know, Pfizer, they're letting them, you know, tweak the vaccine, whatever the hell that means without doing any studies. <sighs> Yes. So, My dad just said that. He said his doctor told him he's been boosted, uh, not double boosted, which is amazing to me. But he said his doctor told him, wait a month because they are uh, changing it. And I thought, OK, and how do they know it works? Whatever they're changing, you know, they, and they the answer is they don't know. Wow. You know, and they're not going to do any clinical trials on them. And, and the FDA is going to let them do that. After knowing what so we already know. Yeah. And what I'm saying in my practice is the people who are getting COVID time and time and time again are the people who've been multiple, you know, multiple vaccinations. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, if you look in Israel, which is the most highly vaccinated country in the world, oh. you know, they're having more problems than a lot of other countries. <sighs> and, and then there's the whole thing with the vaccine. And we're talking about, is it affecting the immune system? We're seeing uptick in cancers, um, wow. you know, problems with fertility in young people. Um, you know, I think we're going to rue the day that we ever let him start vaccinating. We and, let you know, the guy who invented that technology said early on, you do not vaccinate during a pandemic. Really? They did it anyway. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah. He's been, uh, uh, yeah, Dr. Malone. Yes. And, and say, tell us what you mean by that. You, I mean, obviously it sounds like what it sounds, but what do you mean? Never vaccinate during a pandemic. Well, what his thought was, and he came up with a lot of the technology for the messenger RNA. RNA. And mm -hmm. he said, you know, the problem with this is that, you know, if you start vaccinating people with that vaccine during a pandemic, that you're going to end up getting more mutations mm. the more you vaccinate, and that people are going to get this sort of where their own immune system is going to kind of turn against them and cause problems. Oh and my. I think that's kind of what we're, we saw. Um, and now with, you know, the people coming out, of course, you don't have Fauci saying he did anything wrong. He, he just keeps saying, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Everything was wonderful. You know, we you know, didn't but know. They have, you know, Burks, who was the second in command, come out and start saying all this stuff. Yeah. Deborah Burks, White saying, House. Why are you saying it? Yeah. Why are you saying it now? I know. I could not believe it, but it doesn't get the play. That it needs. Deborah Burks, yeah, White House doesn't. vaccine like director type, she yeah. said they knew it wouldn't work. Unbelievable. I know. That should be like headline news everywhere. It's and and it's going to be um devastating if like you say, we have fertility, we have other issues. Like we gave it, we knew it didn't work, and now look at what we've done to this generation of children or uh, you know, maybe it's uh, not many as many births as we already are depleting or going going down in births, you know, uh, population. As far as that goes, people are deciding not to have kids. But can you imagine if this wipes out uh, even a percentage of youth and their... Population uh, now. Yeah. No, it can be devastating. And then you're seeing the number of young athletes... Um, and I look at these sites looking at it and the number of young, young people who are top athletes who are dropping dead mm. is, is you know, significant. You know, it's yeah. not within the statistical norm, you know, mm -mm. and you know, that guy just won some big, you know, was a mountain bike or bike thing, you know, and then he, you know, dropped dead in his sleep, oh you know, gosh. now of course we don't have an autopsy. We don't know what happened, but a lot of these vaccinated people, or dropping dead at young ages. And that's, that's a little scary. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, you, you know, you get the vaccine, you get COVID multiple times, and then there's a heart thing. I worry about that. I, my heart will race sometimes. I went and got, you know, the test on the treadmill because right. I, I just don't want something to be hidden there. Uh, and yeah. we know that has been causing some problems, at least an up, uptick or more than an uptick in uh, vaccinating people, vaccinated people. Yeah, and the thing that I think, you know, because, you know, I got vaccinated early on. I haven't gotten any boosters, and I don't intend to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got vaccinated early on, and then I started seeing all these things coming out. I mean, it scares the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because the thing I worry about is, you know, now that we're you know, having all these 
people talking about is something called P54 gene that protects us from getting cancers. And then the messenger RNA vaccine suppresses that gene. So now a lot of people who are in oncology are saying we're seeing people who've been disease-free for years, and now their cancer's coming back like a freight train. Oh, my You know, so God. That's, that's scary. Very scary, you know? especially but since you, they were probably told. Any, but you don't hear anything about that. No, and especially really since they were told probably you better, you know, you are, you are at risk, uh, you know, your immune system, you probably should get vaccinated because you had cancer or you do, and then that ends up assisting the cancer to grow. And I think what's what's kind of sad the whole time, I think, is that the reality is that as our healthcare system is really corporate, corporate now, mm. it really is. Almost every doctor is owned by a hospital corporation. Mm. You know, and so the hospital corporations do what the government, what the pharmaceutical industry sells them to do. Then they tell the doctors what they're going to do. If you talk against it, they're going to fire you. Mm. You know, so you don't have any docs thinking outside the box, right. you know, because if they do that, they're going to be gone. My gosh. Um, so I think there, it's a, you know, it's getting to be, everything is too corporate. Everything is too political. You know, hospitals are, you know, during the pandemic are using drugs that didn't work very well and making tons of money off of them. That's scary. You know, and, and it's scary to think that they would really do that when they know drugs aren't working and they're going to do it just because of the amount of money they're making. I mean, that's kind of not what medicine's supposed to be like. No, that is just absolutely something from uh, a weird movie made by Tim Burton or someone like when you have it go crazy like that, where it is corporately run medicine. I didn't even think about that, that they are working for hospitals, the big ones. You see that so often. You see see so few, so few doctors are independent anymore, and that's going to be. You know, if they'd have their way, everyone would be working for the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're, you have no autonomy. You know, you're going to, they're going to have guidelines. You're going to follow them if you don't follow them. Or if you think differently than them, then it's okay, buddy. Bye. You're gone. So, yeah. Wow. I think so, that would cause more that. to not go into medicine. You know, I would, uh, if you start to see that, maybe you don't know it until it's too late, but that would cause me to not want to do it. Dr. Bly podcast. Dr. Bly, what are you seeing today from COVID when people come in? It, are the symptoms different? Has it stayed the same? Uh, breathing, all that stuff. What are you seeing? No, the symptoms are totally different. I, I'd say wow. what we're seeing now with these variances or like the common cold. You know, and then I get people coming, you know, coming up. Oh, I, I want to add packs to a bit. I'm like, well, you know, you're not, you don't have any big underlying conditions. You're not super old. You're not, you know, I said, you know, it's going to be like a, a common code and just let it run its course. No, I want to have the packs with it. Mm. And then you're saying like that, you know, happened in Biden and ha- is happening into a lot of people as they treat them. And then they get that COVID rebound where they have it again. Yes. So, I mean, that's not a good thing. So I think that, you know, people need to kind of get, you know, if you're young and healthy, you don't have a lot of underlying comorbidities, then, you know, you've got a cold and you do what we used to do with the cold, Mm. you know, you tough it out, it goes (laughs) away, you get some immunity. Yeah. But, you know, I get, you know, calls all the time. I I want that new Paxlovid drug. I'm like, well, maybe you really don't. 
What are some of the side effects of that drug? You know, the big thing they're seeing is really the rebound effect. Yeah. About 30% of people, you know, take the course of Paxlovid, you know, and then they look like they're fine, and then, boom, they've got COVID again. Yeah, um, and so that's so, a fact. And they actually came out recently saying, you know, really the Pax, Paxlovid is really for people who have underlying comorbidities, who are older, you know, mm-hmm. who'd be more likely to get sick and be up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe we're seeing a lot of people being hospitalized right now, mm-hmm. you know, de- deathly sick like they used to be. No, so. the panic of the pandemic is uh, subsiding from the people. You know, I, it, it was a huge overreaction uh, so often from uh, the authorities on that. What about, I, I, you know, looking around at websites, I see it says we are now going back to wearing masks at the hospital or we are going back to doing it at the courthouse. What do you think that's all about? Is, is there a, a real increase in it out there? I, I think we're, are we seeing a lot of COVID? I think we are, yeah. you know, a lot of co- cases, but even in the CDCs now is saying, you know, that you don't have to quarantine Yeah. for it, you know, and, you know, I don't think they're pushing the mask stuff as much as they did. And most people wearing masks that are not doing anything. Anyhow, you know, if you're running around in a cloth mask, why, you know, it doesn't work, <sighs> you know, and even a, a regular, you know, surgical mask, you know, we know that that's not going to give you much protection. If you have, you know, one of the fancy, you know, M90 or whatever uh, masks they are, you know, those might give you some protection, but you can hardly breathe through them. Right, right. Um, All so, strapped you know, the around. whole mask thing is, I think, is a joke. Big virtue um, signal. But, you know, yeah, it really is. And I think the whole country is a virtue signal right now <laughs> about everything. You're right. And it's... <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And it's so much time wasted on, uh, the sizzle, the virtue versus the, the steak, you know, I mean, it's all about how do I look, you know? Oh my gosh. That is funny. The whole country is virtue signal. I mean, it's true. I wonder the percentage of, uh, Americans that would wear a mask, not to protect, but so they wouldn't get judged. You know? No, and I think a lot of them are still doing that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know, and they still have people in corporate, and they're like, well, so-and-so, you know, came in, he was sneezing. I told him he had to go home and he had to get a COVID test and stay home. And But it's not really what the CDC is saying. You know, they're really not. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know? It's interesting to, to say these things kind of weren't effective. We overdid it. And then say, well, we got an uptick in COVID. Put it. Dude, put the mask back on. <laughs> Make yeah. sure you're vaccinated. Put, put that cloth mask back on that doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we can tell who's on the team. Who's so. on the team. Man, uh, absolutely. Okay, so you you have that. You got all of that stuff. Then you got, let's swing over to politics. What do you think of Mar-a-Lago? What do you think of when I say the words Mar-a-Lago? Uh, we used to think of something else, and now we know. When we hear those words, we know what we're talking about. I just think like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. never happened in our history. Yeah. They're really the FBI are going to raid an, an ex president's home, mm. and they're going to bring a safe cracker to crack a safe, and they're going to go through his wife's closet. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you know, uh, you know, how does this even happen? 
Yeah. You know, and, you know, and then, you know, it, Trump had been in talks, you know, with, with them about, you know, what to do with the stuff. And a lot of the stuff he says he declassified it anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, That's so the deal. did they really have to bring that memory, many FBI people down there and raid the place? They yeah. couldn't have given them a call and say, we're going to come down and we want to talk about this again right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but that seems like it's a, a show to me. Yeah. They you know, and then the pictures where they, they had these, you know, secret documents sitting, lying on the floor, taking a picture of it, almost like this is the way it was in, at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think it was. And, you know, he's guarded by this, you know, secret service. You know, and they came down and said, okay, you're in, in a locked room, but we want to put another lock in. So they did. Yeah. But, you know, what was the need for the raid? I, I think that has to be politics. It has to be since we haven't been told of anything else that, I mean, I kept thinking, you know, there was that leak about nuclear codes or, you know, some nuclear information. Yeah. Then there was other information about uh, talk about CIA operatives. And, you know, I, I can't imagine uh, Donald Trump had pieces of paper about CIA operatives, by the way. But, you know, I, I it's just all that stuff, either. espionage. When you're using those words, it's like, man, we've gone way past where we should be. But it was the same thing with with the Russian collusion stuff, mm-hmm. you know. You know, yeah. Trump is an agent of Putin. Like, really? You yeah. know, do you really believe that? And that's been proven to be wrong. Yeah. And then when you got Zucker, Zuckerberg coming in and, and saying, "Oh yeah, the FBI visited us and said, you know, we think all this stuff with Hunter Biden is, you know, Russia collusion," you know, mm-hmm. and so right before the election. You know, no one's talking about something. And if we would have known that, yes, this was under Biden's laptop and he was doing some sleazy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, would that have affected how people vote? Probably would have. Yeah. Videoing every crime he could possibly yes. naked doing porn himself. And then those shady deals, you know, I mean, flying off to China, it, it, it's absolutely true. And it's like you think, okay, well, they didn't want to have, uh, they believe the FBI talk of Hillary a couple weeks or a week before the election swayed it, which I don't think it did, but they talk about that. So they don't want to be that way. You know, we don't know everything about this. And then you hear they had the laptop since 2019. They knew. I know, and they they, knew it was they've real. done nothing with it. So it's got to be a political job. Yeah. You know, I don't think they like Trump because Trump is not part of the, old boys club up there. Right. And I, I don't think they like him and they just want to do anything they can to tear him down. And I think they've been trying for, you know, almost six years now or longer and they've still not been able to shut the man up. And I don't think they're ever going to be able to shut him up. <laughs> no, I think he will be, there'll be classes taught about the Donald Trump era. I mean, I've never heard of seen anyone who is as polarizing and then popular with his side and hated people are willing to break the law that's against their own self-interests in the FBI or wherever just to make sure he doesn't get to run again I mean to think of what this man causes people to do on both sides it's really alarming and uh, it, it should be studied oh and the interesting thing is when I talk to people who are just like you know, they're like, oh, my God, I hate Trump. I'm like, well, what did he do that you know, mm-hmm. made you hate him? And they're like, well, I just don't like his demeanor. Yeah. Well, you know, he closed down the border. 
gas prices. We were independent on energy. Mm-hmm. You know, things were going pretty good until the pandemic hit. No one could have, you know, seen that coming. And, you know, so you just don't like him because he's got a snarly attitude. <laughs> mean tweets. You know? Yeah, mean <laughs> tweets. He's a mean tweeter, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to hate him, don't you? He tells you, you how know? little people yeah. pay attention, you know, to what's actually going on. And the stuff on our border right now is just terrible. Yeah. You know, the sheer numbers coming across, but you know, what's the worst thing for me is, you know, all the fentanyl coming across the border mm-hmm. and now they're making it and look like candy, yeah. you know, so we're going to have young kids, you know, thinking they've got a piece of candy and they pop it in their mouth and they drop dead. I mean, it's going to, it's going to get bad. It's going to happen. Yeah. The, it looks yeah, like well, sweet tarts, you know, like why would you need no, to do yeah. that? Yeah, and we know that the the country that's making this is China. Why aren't we putting some putting the screws to them? I can tell you that Trump would have been done that. Yeah, he'd be like, "This stuff is going to stop, or you know, you're not going to get anything." He he you deserves know? a lot We're of credit for that. I, I mean, he was an does. opioid guy. He went. To, he's talked about it from the beginning. He talked about fentanyl from the beginning. And then, uh, you know, this president just mentioned fentanyl for the first time, really, uh, over the yeah. last and week. He didn't, say, you know? he, didn't say about, he didn't say a lot about it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, some big discourse and he didn't say anything about, well, this is coming in from China. So why aren't we doing anything to China? Man. You know, and then, you know, the Chinese are having the cartels bring it in from Mexico. So why are we leaving those borders open? You know, and if we're really worried about COVID, but we're not testing any of these people walking across the border, (laughs) you know, the poor guy who wants to come in and play tennis. Yep. Djokovic. But all the people out in the audience who are inches apart don't have to be tested. What do you think about that? Yeah. The, what do you think about the uh, sanctuary city stuff and uh, the governor of Texas sending them up to New York city and Washington, DC, the undocumented. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they're a sanctuary city, they should have their arms open, mm-hmm. welcoming everybody who comes in. And now they're all mad about it. You know, that, well, we don't want them. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, un-American. Well, I'm sure you don't. Yeah. What? How can they exactly. say that? I don't get that. I, I don't mean, know. It, it, it's amazing to, to Eric Adams to say you're un-American, you should read what's on the Statue of Liberty, and you're not, you know, patriotic. I don't understand the logic. I just don't even get it because you're a sanctuary city. It's there's only been like what two thousand fifteen hundred people to begin with. Uh, right? What is he just mad because he's not getting his way? No, I think it's back to you know what we were saying earlier about virtue signaling because mm. you know they want to be a sanctuary center city. We want to be there with our arms open. We want to be like the Statue of Liberty, letting anyone in come in who wants to come in. Mm-hmm. But you know. No, don't no, don't let those busloads people off in our city. We don't want to take care of them. <laughs> do, do what I, you know, do this. Wait, don't do this. Like, what did I say? It's just crazy. And you know, I mean, there's always we are a, a, a great city. Uh, I mean, a great country, uh, but a country of laws. And you know, the it was open. You know, people coming over, um, you know, into New York and other places were invited. You know, I'm not saying uninvited, but it was like, come, you know, colonize, help build this country. And, and, you know, they were documented, 
it's they miss that step that you know that it is difficult to get your citizenship but there is definitely a difference between that and coming over as they did 100 years ago or more yeah why make a law if you're not going to enforce it yeah and that's happening everywhere it's happening in st louis you know mm. you know you know they're you know they're not you know prosecuting anybody so, you know, yeah. why have laws if you're not going to do anything about it? None of it makes any sense. It, it's a deep agenda, I guess. Um, sometimes you wonder if there's any thought in things, and then other times you go, wait a minute. There's been a lot of thought, more thought than, uh, let's just say, my side has given, and all of a sudden we find ourselves playing defense on uh, various things that are going on right now. Yeah, and I worry about, I mean, I th- and I think things are going to get worse. I think that the... You know, when you look at, we're going to have, I think we're going to have more food shortages. You know, they, it's interesting, you know, several years ago, I saw a clip where, you know, the, the Germans were laughing at Trump because he said, you know, Russia's going to, you know, control your oil and then you're going to be wishing you had some oil. And, you know, now they're running into huge shortages in Europe. Yeah. I mean, telling people you're not going to be able to use their heat, you know, they're doing a lot of different things and even like food, um, things like, um, fertilizer and stuff. They're not letting them use fertilizer. So they can't grow things. So they're going to be food shortages all over the place. There's going to be shortages of energy. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of laughed at Trump, but he was right about a lot of things. Yeah. You look at that and it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know about that in Germany and, uh, you know, some of these places have gone so green, you know, some countries that now they're in major trouble, uh, you know, just by trying to get rid of all fossil fuels when, you know, fossil fuels save lives uh, from people freezing to death, uh, you know, and, and many things like that. It's still an absolute necessity. And they're talking about in Germany now, they're sitting there, they're cutting down a lot of the trees so they can use it for energy this winter. Wow. You know, Burning wood. Not enough natural gas. Not enough natural gas. You know, that's the sort of things that were done, you know, during wars and stuff when you couldn't have any energy. You know, so we're going to be back to now chopping down our forests. It's going backwards. Know, so that we can. Yeah, it is going backwards. Ugh. What do we do, buddy? How do we get out of this? I don't know. I think we need to take a strong look. And I think people need to quit saying, oh, I'm a Republican. Oh, I'm a Democrat. You know, mm-hmm. just be a thinker. You know, because I'm not sure that any of our elected representatives on either side are really looking at our interests. Right. And I think we need to kind of start looking at that. It's kind of like, oh, well, we're going to be wonderful because, you know, I think the Republicans are going to take over the House. Well, I'm not so sure. You know, um, I don't see them doing a whole lot. I think all the majority of our elected representatives care about is just being reelected. That's right. You don't get to this state uh, that we're in just by having one side be bad, you know, us against them. And if we had our way, we'd be better or we'd probably be better. But this is a a team effort. (laughs) No, I think it is a team effort. And I think people need to quit, you know, taking on a label. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. And that's why I do this much. Why do that? Totally agree. Uh, Because I don't think there's a a whole big difference between the two. Mm. Um, you know, maybe there's some vague differences. Mm-hmm. I always consider myself to be pretty, you know, liberal when it comes to society. You know, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. some, 
you know, crazy guy who, you know, like, you know, I'm against gay marriages. I mean, I don't think anyone should. I mean, people should be able to do what they want to do. Um, so, you know, I think I'm pretty liberal thinking in a lot of ways, but I do think that, you know, you know, I want our, our borders to be closed or to at least, you know, obey the laws, you know, that are, you know, what mm-hmm. immigration laws that we have on the books. Um, and then I think if people are, you know, committing crimes, you know, they, there need to be some sort of, you know, some, uh, Teeth and consequences. What about that. <laughs> consequences. Consequences. Yeah. Um, you know, when they can go in California and then go through as long as they, you know, steal less than a thousand bucks, they're not going to do anything. Even if it's probably over a thousand, they don't really care. Yeah. You know, they just don't prosecute them. That you is... know, it's just like when you're raising a child, if the child doesn't have any consequences, then they're going to control the house. Yeah. And you're going to have a lot of problems later, that. later in life. Yes. That's going to come back and get you. Right. So, but it's, yeah, everything's backwards. It's backwards. It's connected in weird ways. When you look back, you you say, oh, now that's why they're doing it. It comes back to money. Like you said, it comes back to getting reelected. That's the most important thing to them. And then here we are going, okay, uh, what do I do now? I can't buy diapers or, you know, uh, food. Or food. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I feel sorry for, you know, young families, you know, interest rates are up, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, people want to move, they can't sell their house, you know, because you know, no one's going to buy it. Yeah. You know, the housing market's probably going to collapse. I don't know if it's going to be as bad as it was in around like, you know, 2008 or whenever that was, but I think it's going to, you know, be a bad situation. So, and then, you know, you're a young couple, you want to buy another house, you know, it's going to cost more. The interest rates are going to be higher. Your payments are more, mm-hmm. you know, the gas prices are high. Your <laughs> prices are high. It's like, you know, how do you, how do you live? Right. And then you're going to exactly, you got the prices high, you got inflation high, and then you got the fed raising interest rates in order to combat that. But you're not making any more, you know, uh, at your job, as if you go to college, you're going to, you know, you're make, make somebody rich and be in debt the rest of your life. It's just a very confusing time uh, and, and absolutely terrifying. And, you know, I, and I think the reality is, you know, if you're a, a blue cat class guy and, you know, you've got a nice trade, you're making good money, so now you're going to have to pay off all the loans for the people who went to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones that took those loans out. You know, that's a commitment. Yeah. You know, don't take the loan out if you're not going to pay it back. And people who have sacrificed, you know, right, are, are yeah, stuck with that. Yeah, that's going to be end up being probably close to a billion dollars of debt that wow. we're all going to get stuck with. You know, what, you know and, oh, then we, and then we're sending all the money to Ukraine that we keep sending it. It's like, you know, why? Why are you doing this? Yeah, we got to look at that. They've been a corrupt uh, country uh, uh, before, you know, throughout and uh, – I think we forget that and because we got big hearts or we want to show that we do. Uh, what do you, what is the deal with the college loan? Is that, is that uh, done? I mean, has that moved through with the hero bill uh, that was, uh, I, I, th- I think it, I think it has. Now a lot yeah. of people are saying that, you know, if the Republicans come in in November and, and when, you know, they can probably defund some of this stuff, but mm. you know, I don't know if they will or they won't. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure what will happen with that. Like I said, I think there's a thin margin between them. Right. You know, and a lot of the you know, Republicans are rhinos. And, That's true. You know, 
you know, and so I, I'm not quite sure how we're going to turn this thing around. You know, I'm not that smart. I certainly am not. So I don't know how, you know, we're going to turn some of the stuff around. Yeah. You know, and what about, you know, getting back to being energy independent again? We need to do that. And that doesn't, you don't just flip a switch and that happens overnight. Yeah, that doesn't just happen with one victory uh, in the White House, I, I bet. A lot has no. been undone. It has been undone. And, and I just don't see the country going in any good way. I wonder if our best days are behind us. I hate to say. I, I, I hope not. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of faith in people. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people. And, you know, people, people, you know, my age are, you know, they're afraid. And they're not so much afraid for them. They're afraid for their families, their kids, their mm-hmm. grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, like, how are they going to ever be on their own? Yeah. But, you know, but we've been kind of heading this way for a long time. I mean, you're getting kids who are, you know, kids. I mean, they're 30 some years old and still at home. Yeah. You know, that never happened. Right. You know, I turned 18. And my dad was son, you're a man. Okay. You're on your own there. I'm <laughs> like, okay. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I went in the military so I could get an education. And so it was like, you know, but I didn't feel like my, I didn't feel like my father was like a bad guy or being mean to me. It's kind of like, that's the way it was. Man. And look at, you know, look but, at you now, you know, Dr. Richard Bly, like uh, it, it made you push yourself to go do better things. It wasn't easy though. I bet. No, I tell you, I think it was, you know, having those um, drill instructors in boot camp putting their boot up my butt kind of, you know, made an impression on me. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> one, one big foot prayer. Yes. It, it gets you out of your comfort zone. Maybe that's the it, thing. It really did get you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard people, you know, cuss before, but when I got in the military and had a drill sergeant, you know, nose in the nose with me and saying words that I had never even heard in my life, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, whoa, okay. Reality. And there were definitely definitely consequences. (laughs) Oh, man, we got to go into that in our next podcast. I would love to hear more about your experience uh, joining the military and early medical school and all of that, if you will, sometime. Would that be okay? We'll have to do that sometime. We're definitely, Paul. Okay. Well, good. Well, we, we, at least I feel a little better, you know, and I always do. I, I feel better. <laughs> Anytime I rant and rave a little bit, I always feel better. I don't know why. Well, let's get this out there and have some other people listen and maybe we can uh, stop just identifying by party and uh, actually do some good. I hope so. That would be a great yeah, effort I, right I there. Kind of think about what's the best thing for the country and try to do it. Boom. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Always a good time, man. Thank you, Dr. Richard Bly, the Dr. Bly podcast.